Hey, Shoujo fans, and welcome to episode 50 of Shoujo Sunday. This week, we are going to be reviewing the film Only Yesterday. Let's dig in. Sunday fans, this is editing Gianna up top. I just wanted to address something super quickly before we get into this week's episode. Last week, Chica and I celebrated on social media about how last year we were acknowledged by Audible as being one of their, quote, best anime podcasts for enthusiasts and newcomers alike, and this year for being featured in a Dixerto article last month as one of their top five anime podcasts. As exciting as this is, our outward celebration of recognition of our hard work resulted in some review bombing, which affected our perfect 5.0 score on both Spotify and Apple Podcast. I know we ask at the end of most of our episodes to rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple, but this week it would mean a little extra to us if you took a second to give us a five-star rating if you're enjoying the podcast. Chica and I put so much heart into what we do. All we truly care about is diving as deeply as we can into the media we love and sharing in that love with all of you. The only podcast we're in competition with is ourselves to keep getting better at what we do and integrating new ideas. Thank you for hearing us out and thank you, as always, from the bottom of our hearts for your support and sharing in the magic of Shoja with us. Now, let's get to the episode. So Chica, we made it to 50 episodes of Shoujo Sunday. How do you feel? I feel so many things. I'm very proud of us. <laughs> yes, I'm very proud of us for making it to 50. What's a, what a nice milestone to get to. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys have been, you know, enjoying all of our content and that you loved our Fruits Baskets finale. Oh, yeah. I love Fruits Basket. Oh, I miss it already. Yeah, I'm so sad that it's done, but it's okay. Those reviews will always be there. Right, right. It's It will always be there. Plus, we just did season one, guys. Yeah. So, like, eventually we're going to go back. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's definitely not all we have to say about Fruits Basket. Yeah. But with that said, speaking of a lot of emotions, yeah. we are diving into the film Only Yesterday. In 1982, Taiko Okajima is 27 years old, unmarried, has lived her whole life in Tokyo, and now works at a company there. She decides to take another trip to visit the family of her elder sister's in-laws in the rural countryside to help with the safflower harvest and get away from city life. While traveling at night on a sleeper train to Yamagata, she begins to recall memories of herself as a schoolgirl in 1966 and her intense desire to go on holiday like her classmates, all of whom have family outside of the big city. At the arrival train station, she is surprised to find out that her brother-in-law's second cousin Toshio, whom she barely knows, is the one who came to pick her up. 
During her stay in Yamagata, she finds herself increasingly nostalgic and wistful for her childhood self, while simultaneously wrestling with adult issues of career and love. The trip dredges up forgotten memories, not all of them good ones, the first stirrings of childish romance, puberty and growing up, the frustrations of math and boys. In lyrical switches between the present and past, Taika wonders if she has been true to the dreams of her childhood self. In doing so, she begins to realize that Toshio has helped her along the way. Finally, Taiko faces her own true self, how she views the world and the people around her. Taiko chooses to stay in the countryside instead of returning to Tokyo. It is implied that she and Toshio begin a relationship. And that is our soft serve summary. Chika, do you have any themes? It's like a combination. So, or not a combination. I think I sort of have two, but one of them's like a quote as well. Okay. So one is, let your inner child lead you to your heart's desire. I love that so much. Thank you. <laughs> Beautiful. The second one is a quote from, um, oh my gosh, Taiko? Taiko. It sounded like Taiko in the... In the film. Taiko, so it's a, t a quote from her, and she says, My fifth grade self is telling me to try to find a new way to fly. Oh, oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Yes. This film, this film was great. I mean, <laughs> not to spoil it, but it was great. It was. Kudos to, um, to Don from Anime Nostalgia podcast. She said it was like her favorite. And then I was just like, hmm, I'm, I'm intrigued. And now we're finally going over this. <laughs> yes. What are your themes? So I just have one theme. It's our childhood truly shapes our personality and how we view the world. Yes. But I liked yours better. <laughs> no, no, I like yours as well. Oh, thank you. Do you have any sprinkles on top? Well, the opening song, it's actually, it's so funny. So the opening song is called Ai wa Hana Kimi wa Sono Tane, but it's a Japanese translation of an English song called The Rose by Amanda McBroom. Interesting. Right. So I was just like, wait, what? So I went and listened. <laughs> and I was just like, why is this so complicated? And I was like, wait, there's an English? They translated? So I listened to Amanda McBroom's version, which I wonder why they picked that one, because I saw that there were other covers of it. I don't know if she's the originator, but basically it's like talking about love and how it's similar to like a flower blossoming. Mm. It's very beautiful. And I was just like, I see it. I see it for the song. It's kind of like the way that this movie is, you just get to see how Tycho grows as like a girl and how she becomes the woman that she is. Yeah. And so in that, it's like seeing like a flower bloom as well. Mm -hmm. And then there's like love in between that. You know, mm -hmm. implied with with Toshio, but then also like like in her childhood too. Oh, I cannot wait till we get to that part of oh, what you wrote. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah, in her childhood too, and it's like very beautiful. I was like, oh, okay, I like that. Yeah, I think that that's a great comparison. We really are just watching her blossom into this wonderful young woman. My notes for the music is as always kind of just on the vibe the piano that starts as the film is opening just like 
scratched my brain in all the right places. I just immediately felt calm. I unclenched my jaw. I unclenched my abs. Just instant relaxation. It really, really set the mood for the peace of this movie. Yeah. To be honest, you guys, like, because I don't know where to put this and I don't think that it fits in Banana Split. But like, if you guys remember when we reviewed Whisper of the Heart, when we started reviewing it, I just, (laughs) I feel like Only Yesterday is the movie that I thought Whisper of the Heart was going to be. Wait, I was kind of thinking the same thing when I was watching it. I'm like, it's like kind of like almost adult version of Whisper of the Heart in a way. I don't know why I'm feeling this, but that's what's making me feel. Yes, because like when we were, okay, so when we were watching Whisper of the Heart, I have a distinct memory of talking about how like the opening song is Country Roads, right? (gasps) Like, oh my God. And I remember us talking about, I was just like, okay, well, if it's Country Roads, right? If that's the, the song. I thought that Shizuko was going to go to the countryside and, like, find love in the countryside. Like, I just assumed that's what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so funny. So, yeah. like, when I was watching this, the move, when I was watching Only Yesterday, I, you guys, I cannot tell you how much I started tripping out because I was just like, wait, wait, this is what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> Right, this one is literally Country Roads Take Me Home. Quite literally, yeah. And and it has similar themes too. Oh my gosh, it's so... Anyway, yeah. sorry, I'm like, I started getting super like elated, you guys. But yeah, similar themes. <laughs> no, I feel it the too. The feelings, <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay, yeah. My first Spring Hill on top is that Nanako is voiced by Laura Bailey, who is the voice of Toru Honda. It literally took me one sentence for me to be like, that is Laura Bailey. I'm so glad that directly after Fruits Basket, she has this little cameo in this. Right. We're always, everything is always connected, you guys. Yes. Everything. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Yeah. And then outside of that, it's just like, I think that happened the last time, too. I feel like every time we like end up watching something, there's like a voice actor or voice actress that's sort of connected to the next thing that we're like reviewing, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. And we also watch the dub guys. Oh, yes. Because I I rented this through YouTube. Yeah. So it was like, here's the dub. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Same, same. Yeah. But either way, I thought I thought it was it was okay. Yeah. I would have been really interested to hear the original Japanese cast, for sure. Yeah, same. But the dub wasn't bad. Yeah. There's one aspect that's definitely a banana split slash ice cream, you scream, whatever, that we'll get to, which I'm just kind of like, I feel something was lost in translation here. Okay. I'm really interested to hear about that when we get there. Yeah, yeah. But either way, like, yeah, I just feel like this is this was such a really good film. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other sprinkles on top? Yeah, the ending song is Hyokori Hyotanjima ending, which is actually like the theme song of the puppet show that Toshio and Taiko were talking about in the movie. Oh, that that was such a cute moment. Oh, goodness. Because, oh, okay, okay, guys, slight gush, because, okay, so the ending of the thing, like, when, like, okay, okay, so... 
I know, it's like, we keep going in circles. It's just, oh, there's so much to say. The ending of the film where it's like her inner child is like encouraging Taiko to go back to the farm and just be like with Mm -hmm. Toshio and to like live this life that she wants. And like you see her inner child and her inner, like her classmates too, from when she was her fifth grade self, like encouraging her. And then one of the things in the movie was them bonding over the fact that they both watch this puppet show and so i love the fact that like when her inner child encourages her to go back and to be with toshio and they're like finally meeting up together and driving back and all that stuff that the song that's the ending is like literally from the tv show that they both like happily bonded over in the film it's so oh i I just love that i love that yeah Yeah, just another absolutely beautiful touch on a beautiful film. Yeah, it just made me so happy, y'all. Like, anyway, I think the rest of the sprinkle on tops that I had were just quotes. Okay. So one of them, which is true, is maybe it was Nanako that said this, was Taiko, you sure hang on to things, don't you? Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Because she was like, telling her about this memory and then they started laughing and I'm just like she does because we really are like living through like her fifth grade years and I didn't see that in a bad way that she hung on to stuff I think it was sort of a plot device of like we got to learn more about her and her younger self and how it framed who she is now and everything yeah but I was like oh okay definitely the other one is from Tycho. She said, to be a butterfly, a caterpillar has to become a chrysalis first. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I love that line. There's just so many deep quotes. Mm-hmm. And then I think the last one that I had was that people who understand fractions understand life right away. <laughs> Which I did not understand fractions, so and it tracks. It tracks. It tracks, definitely. At like, what? Math? Yeah, right. Sh- math? Shoujo Sunday? What? absolutely we are too creative for that too creative like what is that like no no way yeah but that's all i have for um sprinkle on top okay i have a couple sprinkles on top that's more like symbolism-y things okay so right after she has that interaction with Hirota, her fifth grade self about you know whether you like cloudy weather or sunny weather you can see her realizing that she might have feelings for this boy or that, like, you know, she's starting to develop a crush and she likes that he likes her. Mm-hmm. And they literally draw her floating to cloud nine and just living in that that floating space instead of it just being an interpreted emotion of her blushing and us, like, thinking that. They literally show us her floating to cloud nine. And I thought that was so beautiful. And what a cute way to execute that. And, like, when she's really happy, because technically this could also go to Sprinkle on Top, and this was, like, in my floats your boat. She gets, like, shoujo eyes, guys. (gasps) She really does. Like, they become so bright. They get, like, the extra whites in them. They're sparkly. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, every time that she, Taiko, is especially happy, she gets these shoujo eyes. So she got it after talking to Hirota. And I think she got it again after she was, like, massively complimented for her acting performance in her school play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. But yeah. I just have a couple quick other ones. I have the rain stops as Tycho finishes processing the Obe story that she's talking about kind of towards the end of the film. Mm. So she's processing this and Toshio is helping her process that 
you know, childhood relationship with this classmate and helping her maybe see it in a different light. And when she gets clarity on it, the weather clears as well. And I thought that was amazingly done. And my last sprinkle on top is at the culmination of Tycho's trip before she's going home, just like the culmination of a lunar cycle, we have a bright full moon in the sky. Oh! And that is, of course, I would catch that. <laughs> oh, that's so true. You're right. Oh, oh, I love it. Yeah. That is all of our sprinkles on top. So let's move into Floats Your Boat. Chica, what do you have? The first thing I have is actually just her doing like morning exercises. Oh, yeah. Because, like, that's when I just started really paying attention. It's, like, morning exercises and then also her going to the bathhouse. Yeah, kind of her getting almost a taste of vacation. Right, her mini taste of vacation. I guess just to go more into the bathhouse thing, I liked that even though her family couldn't do exactly what she wanted by going to the countryside, they still were able to go and visit this bathhouse. And I'm just glad that they still were able to give her something to look forward to. Yeah. And just seeing like her being happy and just going from one bath to the next bath to the next bath was like fun. Yeah. She was so curious and adventurous. Yeah. So my first Flits Your Boat is <laughs> kind of silly. Watching Nanako slice the pineapple was so satisfying. Yes. Ghibli just knows how to capture the essence of food perfectly. Yes, I was just like, why are they so fascinated? And then I was like, oh, maybe that's the first time they got, like, pineapple, like, imported. Mm -hmm. And so, like, for a fruit to become, like, a family event was, like, so interesting to see. Yeah, it really was. But then at the same time, it was just kind of like, oh, I think he just got a pineapple to get it. But, like, you know... You have to get it at the right time. Like, if it's not ripe, it's going to not taste the best. Well, yeah, I I noticed it when they showed it. It was mostly green mm. still. So that's why they were like, oh, it's hard. Like, of course, it's not ripe yet. It's not ready to eat. Yeah. They, just, they didn't know. Yeah. But her just being, like, so excited to be, like, trying out this new fruit and eating it, I thought that was, like, really cute. Mm-hmm. What do you have next? The Beatles. Okay. I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. I think I just liked seeing like the passage of time. Yeah. So them talking about like little anecdotes, like the Beatles came. And then at that point, like people being in musical groups was popular and everyone wanted to p play an electric guitar. And so I was just like, oh, that's really cute. Yeah. Her voiceover and the reminiscing. This is perfect. I love how sentimental Tycho is. Yeah. I so strongly relate to that. And it's so cool to see it reflected back at me. And also her work ethic is something to be admired. I just think she's a really interesting person. And I just really bond so strongly with how sentimental she is. Because I feel weird being the sentimental person most of the time. So it was nice to feel seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I loved I loved that about her as well. Mm -hmm. What is some of yours? Oh, the next thing I have is a sunny day or a cloudy day. Which do you like best? <laughs> yes. I think we can just, let's just combine all of the Hirota things into just now. Please. Oh my gosh, what a precious little bean. Oh my god. He has made it to cinnamon roll. Like, he's the next cinnamon roll. Yes. 
it's he's so so sweet so first off guys i guess to set the scene it was like okay so we're just sort of living vicariously through young Tycho and these girls from another class go into Tycho's class to say that this kid named Hirota likes Tycho and it's just very cute but random and like she blushes and it becomes like a thing and so for me I really appreciated just thinking back to those times it's like when I was younger like all of these tiny things would really define my day oh yeah like something would happen and then like that's the main thing that I would think about. And so then seeing like her friends and like Tycho just sort of react to this news and then they figure out who Hirota is and like he has a full face blush. I love full face blushes. It's so adorable. So cute. And then they had a baseball game. I loved the baseball game. Yeah, because I was just like, this is very cool. Because like, why is a baseball game like a class event? Right. I love that everybody was there to support their classmates. Yeah. And also, I feel like it was a very good representation of what a childhood baseball game is like because I grew up around a lot of athletic kids and I went to games and was also forced to be part of games and I think that the energy was captured really perfectly. Yes and like you could see like each like side was like cheering for like one another Mm -hmm. and like they even teased Hirota to like try to take him off his game like Tycho's watching Yeah, and then he blushed again. Oh my gosh I love his full face blushes. It's so cute. sweet yeah but either way like he showed out like he won i mean his class won but still like he was striking so many baseball players out Mm -hmm. and then those same girls that like went and told taiko about hirota liking her they were all crowded around him and they're just like oh look there's taiko and he started like blushing but he was also like encouraged by them to possibly walk up to her right and so she was so embarrassed so she runs away and you think she's just going home and guys here's the shoujo moment i'm sorry like (laughs) the shoujo moment yes i had to go full narration for this okay walking home and then Hirota like finds her like he does not have like he's not walking home guys he's still in his little like uniform he doesn't have his backpack or whatever so he you know that he specifically went out of his way to go find her Mm -hmm. so he finds her and he's so nervous because he doesn't know what to say and so he's like blushing And then eventually he gets up the courage to just ask her like what her favorite type of day is. It's so innocent and so cute. Like, oh, like, do you like cloudy days? Do you like sunny days? And then she like thinks about it. And then she's just like, I like cloudy days. And then he's so happy that she even responded. And she's he's just like, oh, I like them, too. And he's really happy. And then oh, they're just like, because they're like babies. And so then he just <laughs> runs away, but he's so happy. And then she's like super happy to, oh my gosh, guys. Right, that's when we get her literally floating on cloud nine. Yeah. Oh my God, what a beautiful sequence. Perfectly representing childhood friendships, childhood interactions, and childhood crushes. Yeah. It's so well executed. This film is gorgeous I, like, oh, I could scream it guys like I'm telling you like my face hurts from smiling I was smiling the whole time I was gushing out this like reiteration <laughs> of this like scene <laughs> like, yeah oh it was so it was so nice 
Right. Like, the awkwardness was there, but it was so sweet and so cute. Yeah. Ugh, just adorable. So the next thing that I have is when Toshio and Taiko pull into the countryside. Mm. I'm just recognizing the art of the film. We see these fields, flowers, and a beautiful bright blue sky with fluffy white clouds. It's just an absolutely breathtaking shot when they pull in. Yeah, it's so pretty. And like I, well, not in Japan, but I saw like rice fields when I went to Indonesia a couple years ago, and they are really pretty, y'all. Like when you just kind of stand and you're looking around and you just see all the greenery and stuff, it's really pretty. I actually realized my next note is also about the art, so I might as well just lump them together. Mm. There's a sequence after her first day of picking the safflowers that we see dew on the vivid yellow flowers and there's bees and butterflies fluttering on in between them. The art is just breathtaking, truly. It really is. Eye-catching just gorgeous. You get to feel so many different feelings when you watch Ghibli films, but it's like, I love like when we get taken into nature Mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What have you got next? My next thing is back to Taiko's childhood. Okay. I thought it was so cute, but then also just funny, like the covert conversation on periods and like pads and stuff. Ooh, okay. I have a lot about the period stuff in Banana Split. I compartmentalized it. Okay. It's like before they start introducing the boys or whatever to the topic, and it's just like the girls in that little circle, and they're all talking about it, but not saying like what it is. Yeah. It just reminded me of like when I was that young and like I had, I think I gave it to my cousin, like... American Girl had these books, right? And there was a book where they talked about describing like puberty. And so I distinctly remember getting that book and like reading on it. And it was like before I got my period. And then eventually I had to talk to, I mean, my mom told me about the birds and the bees and all that. And um, it just reminded me of that time. And so I was just like, oh, Mm -hmm. I was nostalgic because I was like, oh, yeah, because, you know, before you get a period, like you think it's such a big deal. Like, oh, I'm so grown up. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It was really nice seeing all the girls support each other and kind of talk through it because it's a it's a confusing thing to hear is going to happen to you. Right. And it's like you hear that what's going to happen, but you don't really know what it feels like until it comes. And then there's so many different feelings that you experience when it first happens. Yeah. Yes, definitely. My next thing is just a quote. I just have Tycho thinks to herself, you know, in one of her voiceovers while she's working on the farm, I'm tired, but in a deeply satisfying way. Yeah. I love that. That is how you know that you love what you are doing. I think that that alone, I mean, if this film went on longer, I'm sure when she gets older and she thinks back in hindsight, that her having that thought will probably be something that she realized made her know she wanted to stay before she even really knew she wanted to stay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I just, this is such a good film, especially like if you are, I mean, I think it's a good film for anyone, but if you're like older, you're in your like 20s, late 20s, you know, I feel like this really, this movie hits the spot 
in different ways. Oh, it does. It really, really does. Yeah, because just thinking about finding work, I think it's a blessing to have a job and you love it so much that you are satisfied by the end of the day. Like, this is what I was meant to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so seeing Tycho being able to interact with that thought and just have those feelings, it's really gratifying. Definitely. I liked, and then I, you know, I compartmentalized again. So this is sort of back to the period thing. I liked that the girls started hitting the boys with brooms. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, this is like, you're going to get a face full of dust, like, leave my skirt alone. Like I'm defending myself. So I like that. Yes. And I also put that Rie, who's the girl that Tycho like sat with when she got that like cold mm -hmm. and they weren't doing PE. I thought she was being such a good sport about the fact that she has a period and then people were trying to make fun of her. But she was so confident in herself yeah i think honestly Rhea is a good indication of like what you ideally want your children to be like right or at least a, a parent-child relationship you want to make sure that your child is so confident that when they are experiencing like certain things that even if someone makes fun of them for it that they're able to live through that not just live through it, but that they're still confident anyway. And I feel like her mom built Rie up to the point that even though people were like poking fun at her getting a period, she was just like, oh, well, my mom says it's a natural thing. Mm -hmm. And that's just how it was for her. So I really like that. Yeah, Rie knows not even her truth, but the truth about periods right. and her body and what's going on with her and whether or not the boys understand or care about that isn't her problem. And I love that she grasps that so young. Yeah. And it's like she just knows that what she's going through is nothing to be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. And so I was just really glad to see that in her. Definitely. Yeah. I just have a, a wholesome moment from pretty late in the film. Taiko and Toshio are bonding over that song about always looking ahead to tomorrow. And it's such a cute moment when they're bonding over the song. Uh, there's nothing like watching two people bond over something very niche that only they get. And there's like an electricity between them. And you could kind of see it between Taiko and Toshio. Mm -hmm. And um, the young girl, I forget her name. Same. And <laughs> okay, I'm glad it's not just me. And uh, they're quoting it. And she's like, you're crazy. And oh, that was just so wholesome. Just and also a very good seed being planted or kind of like the, the opening song suggests about something blossoming. That's that happening right there, I think, personally. Yeah. And, and I mean, and the, the song that they're bonding over is the ending song, too, of the film. Yeah. So it's just it's it's so beautiful seeing how happy like they were and thinking back on their memories and being connected like that. And I wonder how old Toshio is, actually, because they brought that up that he was younger than her. But it's like, by how much? I doubt it's much. Right. Not to jump into other segments, but we don't need it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> maybe I'll wait. I don't know. Because I mean, they're knocking her age a lot. But so he can't be that much younger. Right. Because men can be however old or young they need to be. And it's fine. Right. But women. <laughs> woo. As anyway. long as it's not illegal. Yeah. yeah. No, of course. I mean, he's obviously, I think, in his 20s. But definitely. I'm yeah. just more talking about the discrimination of women aging versus men. But oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's another. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> 
Um, what else do you have in Floats Your Boat? The school play. Mm. So it was so cute to see Tycho being really excited about it. And like you could actually see all of the women in her family were like encouraging her her performance and how well she did and how all these people liked it to the point that somebody wanted her to be in the college play and then guys okay because every time we watch it everything is fucking connected <laughs> so then one of her sisters said oh maybe she can join Takarazuka which <laughs> is the theater troupe that Kageki Shoujo is based on. Yes. Guys. And potentially the Zuka Club as well from Oran. Right, right. Everything, everything's connected. <laughs> <All> connected. <laughs> the Shoujo verse grows. The Shoujo verse grows. I was so happy, y'all. Like, because I, I heard it. And I mean, I, we were watching it dub, so it's like I didn't have subs on. But I heard it and I was like, I know what that is. Like, I was so happy. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. So my last like specific floats your boat was another quote from Tycho. Mm -hmm. She thinks to herself, did I open my head and my heart to this guy? It was as easy as breathing. Ugh. And I'm like, that right there, that is what love should feel like. Yes, it should be that easy. Just gorgeous. It's like poetry. Such a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that was like right after the Obey thing when he helped her process that and then the rain stops and she has that thought and it's clarity. Oh, beautiful. I cannot. All oh. the symbols. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think the last thing that I had, because at that point I just started experiencing the film, is that I just like the fact that these people that were around her, like the different farmers and Toshio, um, I guess, which are her sister's in-laws, which, oh my gosh, so me, which side note, like, I don't know why, but like one of my sister's in-laws, like she loves me, like for real. When I was going through rough times and stuff, um, when things didn't pan out for me in California and all of that, it was my sister's mother-in-law that like made it a point to call me Aww. to just be like, hey, like, because she saw me at my nephew's birthday party and she was just like, if you need anything, let me know. Like, you look so sad. Then she just randomly called me at the blue to just check on me. That's so sweet. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, oh, it's. The in-laws thing, I get it. I get it, Tycho. I get it. <laughs> like, sometimes, like, but anyway, I love the fact that technically her sister's in-laws and Toshio, they don't judge her for living out her memories. Right. They just accept it and they listen and they seem like they want to hear more. Yeah. And I think it's so beautiful to be around people that just allow you to be your full self. Mm -hmm. So whether it is you reminiscing about your childhood or you're talking about how life is currently for you, people where you can just freely express exactly what it is that you're feeling or thinking. It's so important. And I just love that we were able to get that in this film. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it just reiterates that that is where she truly belongs because these people are allowing her to spread her wings instead of clipping them. Yeah. My last floats your boat is kind of a joke, but hear me out. Okay. So in this film, we have a woman in her late 20s, unmarried. The subject of love has come up. She's a city girl who yearns for a simpler life, and she's going to the country to try it out. It's giving Hallmark movie, 
but done correctly. Right? What is that um like line? M- much more profoundly. Right. Um hold on. I'm about to look this 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 up. Yes, okay, Pride and Prejudice. Let's go. <laughs> I'm 27 years old. I've no money and no prospects and I'm already a burden to my parents and I'm terrified. Now, she didn't really fully feel like this, but I just felt like the fact that Taika was 27 years old, I quite literally thought of that quote from Pride and Prejudice. That's so funny. <laughs> and y'all should be proud of me because I didn't bring up, you know, that Kristen Stewart movie that I normally do. I mean, hey, we're only in Floats Your Boat. There is time yet. <laughs> There's time, but still, I thought of a, the other movie that I really liked. So applause to me, y'all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, let's move into Banana Split. What do you have first? Okay. So Banana Split, I just... I. I just have to say it. Okay. The art style. Okay. I don't know why they did her cheekbones like that. Yep. I literally pretty much have the same thing. I don't know why they made her cheekbones like that because she went from being like, oh, she's 27 to being like 47 real quick because of the way that they drew her cheekbones. Okay. Yeah. I literally have the same thing. I wrote, maybe I'm in denial. Like, do I do I look like that? No, we don't. We don't. And it's like, I, I don't know if it's just because like, you know, when you think of the 80s and like you look back at photos like sometimes people that were like older looked like they were older no that's true that is like a thing and i don't know the science behind it like people our age were already dressing like they were dads and moms and had the dad stomach and like the haircuts and whatever Mm -hmm. and i don't know why and that's why it's just like banana split because i mean i don't know if it's just a reflection of like you know like Back in the 80s, like when you were 27, you looked like a hard 27. But (laughs) yeah, (laughs) either way, I was just kind of like, oh, her cheekbones are throwing me off because it's just like, how old are y'all really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. I have like a paragraph. So bear with me. I feel like I might say that a couple times uh, for this review. So it's about the the period stuff. Mm, okay. So it's it's really interesting to see how the taboo of girls getting their period is explored in the film. Mm-hmm. I think the main reason why this is banana split is the fact that it is this secret taboo thing that the boys shouldn't know about, and also that the nurse was selling sanitary products instead of providing them mm-hmm. for students. Uh, that irked me. I think that the girls, as we touched on, the girls' conversation about being prepared and not being embarrassed and supporting each other was so great. Mm. But I think the showcasing of how unfortunately stigmatized having a period is, it was a little uncomfortable to see because it's the ugly truth of how having a period is. Yeah. I think that Studio Ghibli did a great job handling this subject because it is still a touchy subject. Boys and girls being talked to separately about periods is part of the problem, however. Mm. It's like this secret burden for the girls to carry and the boys not to understand and to mock. And I think that everyone should be taught about periods and the entirety of a menstrual cycle and what to expect. I think it's useful for everyone, regardless of gender or sex, to know whether you want kids, you don't want kids, or you just want to understand hormones or yourself better. That's that on that. (laughs) I fully, I fully agree with you. Yeah. I think this was even different from like our experience when we were learning it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going too forward with that with you, but I I feel like 
everybody sort of learned the same shit at the same time? Yes and no. I do remember having separate conversations where, like, oh. the girls had a conversation with the teacher and, and the boys did. Oh, okay. I remember us all reading from the science books together, um, but I can't really remember a lot of the specifics because it was a while ago. Right. Which that was another, the, an aside banana split that I had, which it's because I didn't know where else to put it. I was just like, oh, Taiko is lucky to not have depression fog because I do not remember, like, a good chunk of my life um oh. <laughs> here she is like living out her with, oh when i was in fifth grade x y and z and i'm just like uh what was i doing but yeah i think uh well you know maybe i don't remember it being even separate i don't remember my experience being separate like learning about that even when i was in elementary school but i think it was just interesting they decided to focus on periods i think what i would have remembered more but they didn't do it is if they were talking about like genitals and stuff because that was a thing of like oh girls were learning about girls guys were learning about guys but then girls learned about guys with other girls and then guys learned about the girls with the other guys and I, so I do have a memory of just being like, you have a penis. <laughs> In the weirdest way, I went to an all-girls high school. Mm. I remember learning about the male reproductive system in high school, but I don't remember learning about ovulation and menstrual cycles. I'm sure we did, mm. but like, I don't know if like why I only specifically remember learning about like the male reproductive system. Like that's weird. Yeah. And then on top of it, cause like my mom's in the medical field. So like I was learning about shit, but that was, that's more of a negative y'all. So like everyone else probably had a more graceful, like, oh, like the birds and the bees and the trees and this and that and everything. And then my mom's just like the horrors of this. This is what right. an STD looks like. And I'm just Aww. like, what is and it's like, I'm very young and it's like, mm, was this really the right time to talk to me about STDs? No. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> but no, I do not want to see the horror stories. And she used to get these magazines where it's like the worst of the worst of people's like medical symptoms. They had pictures of it. Oh, my God. That's a lot to tell a kid. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe that was part of my depression fog. Of I don't remember shit. <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm glad that they talked about it. And I do feel like, you know, people making fun of it was like a thing. Yeah. And I agree with you putting it in banana split because it's like otherwise like, I mean, there were parts where it's kind of like irritated me. Yeah. Which could be like, oh, ice cream, you scream. But yeah. Yeah. So Toshio, I think Dave Patel was a choice. Yeah. It was kind of weird to have one person with a British accent and then no one else. <laughs> like, it was such a, tr it was a, <laughs> I just, I, I say it's a choice and I don't really know if it was the right choice. Yeah. But it's a choice. And I was kind of confused because, I mean, I know how difficult it can be, I guess, when it comes to casting for something like this. And so if they're on the countryside, you would think they would talk with a more country accent. Mm -hmm. But everyone's country accent is not going to sound the same. And so it's like hard. So it's like I understand why the people in the countryside, they just talked how they normally talked because you can't get everyone to pick up the same dialect. But him being so wildly different, I was just like, what? And so then I was looking at it and I'm just like, OK, is Dev Patel's accent 
because I could not remember all of his deets. I was just like, is it a British accent or is it an Australian accent? Because Australia is near Japan. Hmm. So I was just like, is that how they're doing? Either way, it was a choice. And so sometimes it took me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, same. Yeah, but I wasn't firmly like, oh, I'm against it to put it in like ice cream, ice cream. I was just like, mm, that's a choice. Mm-hmm. And then I think, uh, oh, yeah, the dad. Okay, so Tycho's dad casually smoking in front of the family. <laughs> I have that in ice cream, ice cream. I agree. I put it in banana split because I was just kind of like, okay, I know during the time, because it was like the 60s, right? People just smoked anywhere. Yeah. They didn't have like separate smoking areas. It's just that everybody was eating this pineapple and he's smoking. And this is the slight ice cream, ice cream I could have with it. Is that he blows the smoke in front. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't move it to the side. Yep. He blows it straight in their faces. His children, his wife, young children developing lungs and bodies. Yeah. Despicable. Like, I know it was a thing back then, but that is disgusting. Right. I, I know a different time, but it's just like you couldn't just, I don't know, move your mouth to, over to the side. So it's going out to the side like they'd still inhale it. But at least it's not like, oh, just in their face. Right. Ooh. The least you could do. Yeah. My last banana split is Toshio's grandmother asking Taiko to consider marrying Toshio to stay in the country. Oh, I had that in Hot Fudge. Okay. Honestly, it probably could have gone in Ice Cream, Ice Cream Mm. for me. But I I think I was just so excited at the prospect of her staying. And I wanted her to stay so bad. And I loved that they wanted her there. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's in Banana Split. I think that if Toshio wants to marry Taiko, he could tell him himself um not that i don't i don't think he asked the grandmother to say anything but i mean i I would rather something as big as that be presented the first time by toshio right yeah and and i also appreciated in the scene that toshio's father was asking the women to stop making her feel uncomfortable and awkward as they kept pressing her that was his father i thought it was oh because he said he was saying mom (laughs) oh shit you're right yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) no I'm sorry. Guys, I'm sorry. It was like, that was a little hard. It was high, high emotions there. It was a little hard for me to pay attention to like the names at, uh, after a certain point. But yeah. No, it's okay. I don't, I don't really even have their names. I just kind of have like positions in the family. Right, but right. Yeah, that, that, that's it really. It's just banana split because at least someone tried to make it stop. I loved the idea of her staying, but I didn't like that they were pressing her and that the idea wasn't presented initially by Toshio first. Yeah, I think that's why it was hot fudge for me is just that it's not her place to ask her that. Yeah. And I think it also made me feel a way about the ending slightly. I would say. Yeah. Because she came back and it's like, okay, it's one thing if you're coming back and it's like, you're happy farming. This is what you like to do. But it's implied and they say it in the summary that, you know, that they get together, which is nice. But what are his feelings on the matter? And so if that had been a little bit more clear, I would have felt better about the ending. So for me, it's just... I feel at that point, the granny and then the mom overstepped by saying you should just marry him. Uh I definitely agree. I really wish there was just five more minutes in the film to see her and Toshio reunite and maybe have that conversation just so that we could have clarity. I'm... 
guys, this is the first time you'll ever hear me say this. I'm actually all for it being implied this time. Yeah. Because I think that this works perfectly for this film and the way romance was presented. Mm -hmm. I will agree. I also, despite still loving the way the film ended, I, I wish we had that clarity. And also, I can't help but think that Tycho is a natural people pleaser. Yeah. I know that she wants to be here and she's never felt, you know, more accepted and free and like she feels that deep satisfaction at the end of the day after farming. But at the same time, like she knows that they want her here and like maybe she could marry Toshio. Maybe it would be content. So like I didn't know if like there was a part of that people pleaser in her or that settler in her that prompted that but I don't think that's the case but it's just a thought that I couldn't help but have no you're right I think the same thing as well just thinking about how everything panned out I think because Toshio doesn't outright ask her to marry him then the next thing that you could be happy about is that you know she likes doing this work and it makes her happy to do this work and that could be it, you know, then mm -hmm. instead of just sort of going off of what everybody thinks she should be doing by her age, the sticking point is her deciding, no, I'm going to do what makes me happy. And if along the way, then I find love doing that, then that's great, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I agree that she is a people pleaser in that sense, because you see that when the mom... Which, where did I even put that? Yeah, I have something about her people pleasing in Rocky Road coming up, so. Right. Either way, like, when she tried to eat more because her mom told her to eat mm. more. Mm. And then she said that she was a goody two-shoes. Yeah, yeah, she says that a lot throughout the film. But maybe it's just, like, with this and the way that it ended, she's, she's still choosing herself and choosing what she wanted to do ultimately. But yeah. I truly think that she is. Yeah. Do you have any more banana split or was that it? I think the last one I had was a quote from Toshio because I wasn't sure how to feel about it. Okay. I feel like it's wrong, but I don't know. Like Toshio said in the car when they were talking about Abe that girls are always blind to the love of boys. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's the other way around if we're generalizing. Yeah, that's why I was just like, mm, I feel like that's a lie. I think. <laughs> no, yeah. We see that shit coming a mile away most of the time. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I think it's the other <laughs> way around. Wait, it's also that women are blind to the love of other women because we just don't. Is it? Are you being nice to me or do you like me? Like, right. Oh, my gosh. Yes. The 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 bi dilemma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, buy flag, y'all. Buy flag at, for the end of the year, you guys. Flying. Yeah, flying high. Um, but yeah, girls are blind to the love of girls. I think that's harder to tell. Yeah, sometimes to be honest. Like, but still, I think what he meant to say was that I don't know either, because like I feel like what Toshio was getting at, and I might be interpreting this wrong, is that you know how they have that nasty saying. Of if a guy makes fun of you, that means that he likes you. Mm -hmm. And so you have Abe not wanting to shake Tycho's hand. And she was just like, oh, I hated him. But maybe he knew that. But I was the only person he didn't shake hands with. And then Toshio's just like, maybe he liked you. And then it's just like, what the fuck? Like, why? 
you know like yeah i don't know so i was banana split on it because one i think that it's a lie but you know i guess he was just trying to give her some sort of peace of mind since it was bothering her yeah i think he was just trying to help her be open to other perspectives on it yeah which seemed to help her it did a lot. Uh, like the more she thought about it it like kind of made sense it's rough because I feel like even though they go into pretty big detail about that, I feel like we kind of don't even have enough context to truly know what the truth was. Right, because like they were talking about it. And so at first when they were talking about Abe, which I guess this could also be within our banana split, I was just like, is this supposed to be like a parallel of her feelings for Toshio in some way? But then it wasn't because I was just like, oh, is it a parallel? Like, you know, all of the city girls that not city girls as in the city girls for america guys please yeah yeah not the rap group i was just thinking uh city girls like um uh they were describing in maid sama throwing away back right yeah Yeah. like that like that i just want to clarify for the people (laughs) like guys we don't when i say city girls i don't mean like the rap group i mean (laughs) city girls like girls in the city so, like, all of her friends technically just being like, he's dirty, he's not as good, or whatever. And I was just like, oh, is this supposed to be, like, her thinking she could find some city guy instead of being with Toshio? But that's not how it played out. I don't know. I feel like there's probably more to that section that we're just not getting, but... Yeah, I wonder if, like, on a rewatch, it might feel more cohesive because you are kind of blindsided by like suddenly it's the Sabe story and this takes up a good chunk of the end of the film and like where is this coming from where is it going what does it mean like what is its purpose so uh, maybe on a second watch it would bring more clarity or honestly like I know that there are probably some people listening who are big fans of this film uh, as are we now Uh, feel free to use that podcast discussion channel in our discord because I would I mean I'm sure Tika would too we would love to talk to you about this film in our discord so if you have any insight on the the abe scene and the backstory and your interpretation of it please let us know in our discord yeah yeah please do i just feel like there's probably something there that i'm missing or that we're missing yeah yeah so that's all i had for banana split okay let us move into rocky road i i literally have tissues just in case so my first rocky road is pretty obligatory very sad for little taiko who wants to go on a summer vacation like her friends but can't yeah i mean it sucks like you want to be like everyone else yeah so yeah the first thing that i had for rocky road is the safflower story where toshio first picks taiko up and then he's talking about how the farmers that picked the safflowers like originally were too poor to wear the rouge that came from it. Yeah. It made me really sad because I was just like, you can't partake in. I mean, I guess you have to sell it, but still like you can't partake in wearing rouge. And so and when they talk about rouge, that's blush, right? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought anyway. Because I was like, rouge, red, okay, are they talking about blush? Then when they started, um, they made like the paste, it reminded me of like lipstick. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, oh, is this lipstick stuff? But okay, we'll go with blush. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was just kind of, I felt bad because I was just like, dang, you know. And then also that just them talking about the downfall of agriculture and it's like they're smiling. I was like, that's a choice. 
<laughs> I mean, we talk about traumatic things and capitalism laughing, so maybe they're just doing the same thing. True, true. So my next Rocky Road is Tycho People Pleasing by eating the pineapple when she doesn't like it because she asked for it, it was expensive, and nobody else liked it. You can see how pained she is when she's eating it, but she feels like it's her responsibility to. Mm-hmm. Even though her family did tell her to stop, they're like, oh, like, if you eat too much, you might hurt your stomach. Yeah, they tried to give her an out, but I think that she just felt like she was responsible to do it because they made a big deal about how expensive it was and then nobody liked it. Yeah. The next thing that I have, I don't think I have it written down, but I should have, is that scene where Tycho got a bad grade on her fractions test. Yeah. And then her mom is arguing with her sister Yaiko and then like yells that Tycho's not like other kids. Yeah, I have that as well. I have that as well. Yeah. That was really, really sad to overhear. Because how do you process that as a kid? You know, like, what does my mom really think of me? And she's also overhearing them like a scene later, her sisters and her mom talking about how Tycho fell down the stairs in her walker as a kid and it probably affected her brain. Like, this is like traumatizing to overhear. Yeah, definitely. It just reminded me of my childhood, guys, which I guess um, it's not this isn't like TMI or whatever, but I guess it is sad. So I guess trigger warning for sadness. (laughs) But okay, uh, when I was younger, I just when I was in class, I just couldn't get the information like everyone else was. Mm. And I think it's because like the way the teachers were doing things, they would explain stuff. They would say, oh, do you get it? Everyone would say, yeah. And then you didn't actually get it. Right. Or like for me, I just I didn't get it. I was just saying yes, because everybody else was saying it. Yeah. And so it started messing with my grades. So I had to I was demoted to the slower learning class. So it's like the class where people with like more developmental issues like we're in people with Down syndrome, um, slower learning, just whatever I was demoted to that for like maybe a year or two. And like, I don't know what my parents said. I think they said something and I was like so heartbroken, you know. And um, since my parents had me at a like a older age, right? I think my mom was in her late 30s or something. I used to tell myself I'm not as smart as everyone else. Like, that's why I'm not in, like, regular classes. Like, I'm, like, scrambled eggs, which is actually fucked up. But I Mm. legitimately had those thoughts, like, when I was, like, in elementary school and everything. And then eventually, like, I mean, in that class, because they were paying attention to each child, I excelled because, okay, somebody's paying attention and making sure that I'm retaining the information, And then I was like, oh, I'm not stupid. Oh, okay. Like I'm getting good grades. But like, like when I had to move to that class and then it was just like this implication of like, there's something wrong with Chica. It's so, Mm. it was very heartbreaking. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. I fully sympathize with Tycho. I don't feel like she fully got into how that made her feel Mm -mm. or maybe the movie didn't go into like how hearing something like that made her feel. But it was very rough to just see that and then remember all of the things. Yeah, yeah. 
Do you have any more Rocky Road? I think two. I do too. I have a long thing about the end of the movie. And then honestly, my la- my other one, which is obviously before the end of the movie, uh, I think that would lead into Hot Fudge. So, Ooh, okay. I have the end of the movie as w- part of the end of the movie as well. And then I had Heiko's dilemma on like after she left the house when the granny said she should marry Toshio. Okay. What about that? So I think Heiko's internal dilemma on should she marry Toshio and then just feeling as if like, you know, she goes over to these farms for the summer and she helps out. But that's not like the same, right? Like they were just suddenly asking her or putting this these ideas in her lap, like you could come and you could marry him. But her coming for the summer is not the same thing as like what a farmer truly experiences. Yeah, I loved that she recognized that. Yeah, like and so she's thinking about it. And I was like emotional because it's like you want to do the regular thing, but it's not an easy decision to just make. She hasn't experienced the hard winters or like the difficult times. Toshio talked about the fact that yeah, like he farms, but he also works at a ski resort during the winter. And so that means like there has to be another way, another method of them getting money somehow during that time, because it's not like bills stop. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of seeing her like wrestle through that in the rain, I was like emotional. I felt emotional for her because it's like, that's a lot to just suddenly ask somebody, you know, like, oh, well, you like it so much here, you can marry him. And it's like, it's not that simple. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that didn't make me emotional, but it was an intense scene for sure. I loved that she recognized that essentially her privilege of being able to come and go and play farmer. Mm -hmm. And she didn't quite fully understand what that meant and the depth of it. It's really interesting to just watch her process this in, in real time, essentially. Yeah. My last Rocky Road is uh, another bit of, it's a bit wordy again, because I was just like writing this out as I was processing the end of the film. Mm -hmm. So Tycho gets on the train and when she stands up, I'm like, is she going back? And I literally moved to the edge of my seat. And then like she starts heading back to the farm and I just start ugly, (laughs) ugly crying. (laughs) Uh, oh my god i'm like because all these thoughts start rushing through my head i'm like can we talk about how profound it is that this woman processed her childhood and listened to herself truly and deeply not being a goody two-shoes just feeling in her own heart about who she is and what and who she loves and deciding to follow that path it was the best for her not for anybody else and she finally did something purely for herself and like I I am crying at this point. Right. Oh my gosh, I actually had to sit at my desk and have a good cry for a few moments before I could carry on with my night after the film ended. It is pure art and poetry. It's a brilliant coming-of-age story, and I love that it is about a 27-year-old and not a 16-year-old because you can come of age at 27 too. Like, you're on your own timeline. You're not too late. You're right on time. Yeah, I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I like cried too at the end. 
Guys, I, I can't really express to you because, you know, I mean, by the time this episode goes out, we're both 30. Oh, my God. Stop. I'm going to cry more. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're both 30. <laughs> but, like, you just go through so many different life experiences. And sometimes they can be so bad that it feels as if that inner child that you had just died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're just going through the motions. So seeing Tycho not only just relive her memories, like the happy moments, the bad moments, but in embracing who she is and what she wanted, her inner child comes back and like physically like holds on to you see it at the end Mm -hmm. holds on to her arm and encourages her to get up and then she gets up and like and it's not just like her just her fifth grade self it's all of her classmates too Mm. and they're so excited and they like go out they go into the next train and she calls them and they're happily like waiting and it's just for her to be so connected to her younger self and then in choosing what she wanted, she chose what her inner child wanted and she chose herself and she chose the path that she wanted. It's so impactful just to see that, yeah. you know, because life is hard mm. and that's to be honest, you you live life and honestly, you're really coping through it all because It's not all going to be sunshine and roses, you know, like sometimes you may not end up like Tycho and finding the exact job that, you know, when you're finished, you feel so satisfied by the end of the day or whatever. But when you are able to still choose yourself and make yourself happy, like it's so profound to see that and to know that this is somebody who they're not in high school and they're coming of age. They're older, like Gianna says. Yeah. And you can be any age. You don't even have to be just 27 because obviously we're 30. Like you don't have to be <laughs> like, you can come of age at any age. You know, there's people and you see like these quotes all the time of like how like this one author started writing when they were in their 40s and then they became a best-selling author by the time they were 60 or right. like, like at any age you can come of age, you can figure what you want out and you can be who you want to be and i just love that that is what we were left with at the end of this film Mm -hmm. yeah it's just a gorgeous message portrayed so perfectly like i i really needed some time to sit in that after the film ended like take a deep breath yeah make a snack cry it out like um, yeah i had to take a shower yeah and an emotional shower yeah an emotional cleanse uh do you have any more rocky road because my last one leads right into hot fudge no no i don't but we can go we'll go into yours and then get into hot fudge because you know i got some okay i only have two hot fudge so i guess this will lead right into that one so my last rocky road slash intro to hot fudge is i think that the reason why adult taiko claims to not know what she wants from life is because every time she wanted something as a kid she was either denied her ability to like it or to even dislike it in some cases yeah so this brings me to my my biggest hot fudge when i tell you my blood boiled and like i had to like take a second in the like pause the film for a second the way her father shuts down her dream of acting 
as everyone around the table and is like building her up and like getting excited about the possibilities of Taiko's future as an actress because it's something she loved and she seemed to have a knack for. And he just says, there will be no performing. I took that personally yeah. because, oh, I almost got emotional because I've heard that before. So many people told me no. And now I have fucking dental insurance because I never stopped playing music. Like, yeah. don't let anybody tell you no. Like, you can make that shit happen because you're capable. Like, nobody's no should be louder than the voice in your head saying yes. Definitely. So angry. Sorry, I got in my feelings there like that. And you have Twilight Champagne, too. Right. Twilight Champagne out now. Go and buy it. <laughs> Twilight Champagne has been out. Please, you can buy it on Bandcamp. <laughs> Stream it everywhere. If you want to like put money towards it, you can buy it on Bandcamp. Thank you. I'm crying. Chica, take it away. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I was really frustrated when I, I would just say hot fudge when it comes to the relationship with the dad in general. Because like, let's just get into that too. Okay. I think that at first you're kind of confused by it because it's like okay, I guess the mom's the homemaker and the dad's the one that goes out and gets money and everything, right? And then I'm assuming that the granny is his mom. Mm -hmm. I At first you see and he calls her like little bear and you're just like, oh, they must have a close relationship. Yeah. And then it starts fracturing, which I guess that also reminded me, I don't know if I'm going to get into that, but it also reminded me of my relationship with my dad because we got closer when I was in high school, but we were like oil and water when I was in elementary school. Mm. But just seeing him, and this is also something else that was sort of banana split, but I put it in hot fudge because the dad in general, I feel like something was lost in translation of... Tycho going outside without shoes. That was my other hot fudge, actually. So yeah, I guess it's all the dad and hot fudge. I feel like something is lost in translation. I don't know what the meaning of that is, right? If there is some sort of meaning, if it does something like within Japanese culture of doing that, I don't know if I'm conflating that or if it was as like bizarre as the way that I first took that in but he like literally slapped the donkey shit out of her because she walked outside without shoes on and I feel like okay you know I mean she's in elementary school kids are going to be kids yeah and they're going to also be little shits too okay (laughs) like it just comes with the territory yeah there's emotional immaturity that comes with being a child that's the whole point of being a child (laughs) Right. And it's like she wanted to go. She wanted the bag. She didn't want the bag. She thought it was just going to be a special moment between her and her parents, which kind of just signals to you how rare it is that she just gets one on one time with them. Mm -hmm. And it's not like a family thing. And so there were so many different things to that. But then for him to just haul off and just slap her, it's like, why? What was the purpose? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even like a light thing. She was talking about how her face was stinging, like prolonged after that. Yeah, which I mean, oh my gosh, so many, (laughs) so many childhood moments. I mean, that also happens to me too. I mean, they're not gonna go to jail. I'm sorry. But like, that happened to me as well, where it's like, I got hit in the face so badly, I couldn't go to school the next day. But like, I actually did something bad, though. So I mean, it made more sense 
Although it was still kind of fucked up because like, why would you hit like anyway? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anything excuses it. But yes, anyway. Right. Right. Like raise your kids as you want. Just don't abuse them. But still, like when it came to the slap, because of the fact that it just seemed so light, I felt that something must be lost in translation here. Like there must be some meaning to her doing it because otherwise him hauling off and slapping her like that does not make sense to me. And I feel like there was really no redemption for his character either. No. Which I didn't like as well, because it's like, okay, after that happened, then the next thing was the play and him just being like, you don't perform. Mm -hmm. And there's no question about it right and even when Tycho is questioning people she doesn't question her dad which I was wondering if that was just a result of him like slapping her the other time that she just thought I'm not even gonna bother asking because I don't want there to be another time of getting hit maybe yeah you know I think it sucks just being around family that are so determined to like they think that they're doing right by you, but are you really doing right by that child or are you just stifling them? Right. It's like, are you doing right by them or are you kind of doing right by you? Yeah. Like, and I fully like got that too, because my, like, for me personally, it was just another thing. I relate so much to only yesterday, but I had a memory of like, I wanted to be a librarian. Mm, I remember you telling us about that a while ago. Yeah, I, I actively I wanted to be a librarian. And I was discouraged from doing that, mm. you know, which I mean, maybe it's an immigrant thing of, oh, like, you should be a doctor, you should be a lawyer, you should be whatever else. They have all these ideas. But honestly, I wonder what life would have been like if they had just encouraged me to do that and stuff like maybe things would be more linear for me. But I think that a child is a child. You should just encourage them to do whatever it is that makes them happy. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to make it clear, too, while we're talking about parents, that a lot of the stifling that I heard was not from my parents. It was from, like, other family and mm -hmm. even strangers at some points where it was like, why the fuck do you think you have, like, any kind of say in my life or business? Right. Like, literally my bus driver... <laughs> Who drove like the the fucking SEPTA bus driver mm. like asked me because he knew I was going to the local school like what I was majoring in at the time it was theater before I I think I told him I was transferring for music he's like oh you really think that's a good idea and I said yes and I walked off the bus like fuck you <laughs> right like who are you gonna tell me you are a bus driver yeah mind your business which I mean I know people can grow up to want to do that too but I'm just saying like mind your business like no I think something else in general that I didn't like and that's in Hot Fudge, is just the marriage shit throughout this. Um, yeah, I did write a few instances in um, uh, Ice Cream You Scream, but ab it absolutely should be in Hot Fudge because of some of the commentary I wrote under it. <laughs> right, because I'm just like, they're acting as if, oh, 27, she's so old. <sighs> I Oh my God, I say any age is appropriate to never lower your standards. 27 ain't too old for anything it's right right you're still trying to figure yourself out yes like it literally took her the whole movie to figure out oh i want to be like a farm farm lady yeah get out of here you can't just be like oh like you should go and get married and you know what sometimes marriage like why would that be a goal why does that even have to be a goal? Because what do women get out of that anyway? Right. Like when you see people get married, that woman has to change her whole damn life. Suddenly she's also like a maid, a cook. Okay. 
a therapist, you have to go and have kids or whatever. And it's like, yeah, like the husband can help. But then all of these random responsibilities are like beholden on women. And that's bullshit. Like, no, if somebody wants to get married, then they can get married. But if they don't want to, then they don't have to. And her mom trying to press her to marry somebody because that happened at the beginning of the film, right? When they were talking about her going to like, I guess, an Omai, which is like one of those like arranged meeting things. Um, have you seen your own marriage? Right. How is how is that going for you? How is that going for you? Because that man, like that was something else. Because the like I said, the dad was getting on my damn nerves. Yeah. He moves the newspaper down and he's like, where's the next course? I'm like, bitch, if you don't get the fuck up, get up. Like, go and get the next course yourself. <laughs> like, are you serious? Yeah, right. You just dictate when that happens. Like, okay. You dictate when that happens. You literally shit on like your child's parade and say that she can't act. You slap her silly. And now you're telling your daughter, oh, you should get married. And that's what she has to look forward to. Mm. Hell no. No, no. Honestly, that brings me to because I put this in ice cream, you screen, but I think it very well could have been hot fudge. And this is right at the beginning of the movie. So oh, luckily yeah. it didn't turn me off to the movie when her boss is like, oh, you're going to the countryside for 10 days. Is it because you broke up with your boyfriend? Can a woman not just want to relax in the countryside or, or work in the countryside for 10 days to get away with it having nothing to do with a man? Right. Like, can it just have nothing to do with a man? Right. Twins. Because I also had that in ice cream, you screen. Right. Oh, oh my, my God. God. It honestly, like. It reminds me of an interaction I had with a hairdresser back in like 11 years ago or something, like 10 years ago. I had never gone to this hairdresser before because my usual lady was out for that month. So I, I saw some new girl who had never been there before. And she's like, oh, are you changing up your hair because of a breakup or something? Just completely unprompted. I have never spoken to you before. Like, bitch, maybe I just wanted to try out bangs. How about that? You know? Right. Maybe wait until the conditioner is in to start asking personal questions. Right. Right. <laughs> it's so unhinged. Yeah. Can like women exist without having to always exist adjacent to men or have what they do always have to do with a man? Right. Please. Right. Insert insert commercial for the Barbie movie, but not really. Cause... <gasps> wait, the Barbie movie was excellent. Like, so good. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, women, there's so much more to women and femme presenting people. Like, marriage doesn't have to be the goal. Marriage can be an added bonus and it can be what you want. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you want to get married, go do that. If you want to take his name, you can, or you could just not, you know? Yeah. If you want to have kids, you can, or you can just not. Like, you have choices. You don't have to go by society's dictates because society isn't who you see in the mirror at the end of the day. You see yourself. A thousand percent. Absolutely. Yeah. One last thing, I guess, to just add on to tack on that was sort of in hot fudge. I meant to mention it, but like I got caught up in other stuff. Also, when they were talking about like periods and then they just talked, they talked about the children pipeline. <gasps> right. They're like, you do middle school, you then do high school and then you have babies. What the fuck is that? Oh <laughs> my god, I forgot about that. They really do. They really do. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Like, no. Because people say this, and they say this all the time, right? I think they still say it now, where you should have kids when you're younger because you'll have more energy. And then by the time they're like ready to be out of the house, you can go and do whatever it is you want to do. But the thing is, when you have children, you're going to be a parent 
for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's not when they turn like 18 that you stop being a parent and it's like, oh, I'm going to go travel here. I'm going to do that. No, they're going to need you for the rest of your life. Yes. So it doesn't really matter when you start having kids. You should just do it when you want to do it. Also, with uh, the way the economy has been, they're probably not moving out at 18. Right. So you can't even count on that. Right. Insert me. Right. I moved out at 29. Yeah. You know, or 28. However, yeah, I guess at 28, I moved out right before I turned 29. Yeah, I moved back in when I was like 28 or, yeah. I think I moved back in like and I was a staunch I'm never going to move back in. But then it was the pandemic and all that. And guys, I am working on moving back out. But still. Right. Like life happens. Life happens. You are going to be a parent when you have a kid. You are going to be a parent forever Mm -hmm. unless you decide not to have kids like me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm undecided on that. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Like middle ground. But still, like, you know, unless you don't want to have kids, you're going to be a parent forever. So. Just do it when you when you're comfortable doing it, not just when random people are telling you. Okay, that's it for hot fudge. Uh huh. Definitely. Okay, so ice cream, you scream. My first one is about Tycho's childhood. She's trying to tell her mother about how her essay was being lauded by her teacher, but all her mom does is scold her about how she didn't finish her lunch and that she's too picky of an eater, and that it would be better if she was a girl who ate what she was given and not bragged about her essays. Like, how about you find vegetables and healthy food that the girl likes and be proud of her schoolwork instead of scolding her for just not having the same taste buds as you right actually it's just really like crazy priorities like you should eat more like what honestly it's like great that she's encouraging to eat i guess if we're gonna like really 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 deeply compartmentalize but like like don't you want her to be (laughs) right be proud of her for her schoolwork so if he or she is being happy about being good at something and you're focusing on like the negative things and honestly i really really fucking hate that shit too in general if you're a parent you should be doing what you can to uplift your child. Don't breathe negativity into them mm-hmm. because then when they go out in the real world and then they're getting all of that negativity, you're just setting them up to be broken by other people because you didn't decide to make your child confident. Yes, definitely. Also, this reminded me, my parents luckily never made us sit at the dinner table and finish what we had. But like my mom would just kind of figure out what we liked and made sure that she kind of stuck to those things. And um, because she, as a child, who I guess was growing up in these years that Tycho is growing up, was forced to sit and eat stuff at the table. And she hated that. So she didn't want to put us through that. And I appreciate that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We all ate ate at different times. So I just, I mean, the only time we ate together, it's like Thanksgiving, to be honest. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We were very like, dinner time is when dad gets home from work. Like dinner is on the table as my dad is walking through the door kind of thing. Oh, okay. My mom worked from home. So it's not that she was like stay at home mom. She was working from home. So we were very fortunate to be able to just have that closeness and have that family time every night and kind of catch up and have inside jokes and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. What do you have in Ice Cream You Scream? I have them almost dying. So Toshio and Taiko almost dying because he was trying to get her to remember him in like the car. (laughs) And I'm just like, bro, she just does not remember you. Right. Like, let it go. Let it go. (laughs) Like, you almost got hit. Y'all almost hit truck soon. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Strong Kuan reappears. <laughs> right, yeah. It's all connected. Everything's connected, yeah. Um, oh my yeah. gosh. My next ice cream you scream is actually, again, from Tycho's childhood, her friends rejecting Hirota for her. She didn't ask them to do that. So that made me sad. It's not their place to reject him, and she was still figuring out what her feelings were. Exactly. She just never expressed whether or not she liked him. She didn't even really know him. So they took her shyness for rejection and communicated that without asking her first, and I didn't like that. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, she wasn't at an age to really speak up for herself at that point. So Um, another thing from her childhood is just the boys looking up underpants. Yeah. Fuck that. Where are the faculty? Oh my god, where's the faculty? <laughs> it wouldn't be Shoujo Sunday if Chica's not searching for the faculty. Where are the faculty? Y'all are looking up skirts? Ugh. Harassment? Where is the PSA? Where is the talking to? Where is it? Okay, uh-huh. because it's not just you getting hit upside the head with brooms. Okay, this would be a school-wide y'all are not doing this shit. Yeah, there should be an assembly on that. Yeah. I have the sister Yaiko is just so mean. And I didn't even elaborate on it. She's just so mean to her sister. And I don't like watching it. Yeah. I only have sisters. So I just. Yeah. <laughs> I resonated with uh, Not Yaiko being mean, but Taiko being affected by the meanness. Uh, <laughs> it's just like. Uh, yeah. I have two older brothers and we all got along pretty well. So. I, yeah, no, I, I don't have this kind of relationship with a sibling, so it just made me really sad to see. I mean, it's not that it was all bad, but, like, the cattiness was real. <laughs> mm, oh. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing that I had is Toshio, when he asked her, why haven't you gotten married? Yeah, I I had that, too. I wasn't sure if we were just going to lump that into all the marriage stuff in Hot Fudge or half hour earlier i think it was yeah yeah no i hated that that was a terrible introduction to the character i hated it i was just like why did you ask that and then i was looking at her and i was just like taiko why didn't you ask him like that's what i thought too i'm like is she gonna ask him and she didn't <laughs> she did it and i was so disappointed me too <laughs> it's like him asking and her not asking him back i was like ice cream you scream that says taiko come on stand up like, yeah yeah But that's it. That's all I had. Okay, I just have one more ice cream you scream, and it's going back to the theater thing. Okay. So there's a lot of backhanded compliments that happen at the dinner table Mm -hmm. when Taiko is asked to be in the university play. Yaiko's like, so you finally found something you're good at. And then the grandmother adds, yes, so much better than studying math. Like... Can we all just shut the fuck up and say, good job, we're proud of you, you were good enough to be asked as a child to be in a university play that is a super big deal. Yeah. And then she's recounting as she's an adult that when she was in high school and she joined the drama club that, oh, village child one was a one-off and she wasn't good at theater anymore. Of course. Of course she wasn't good at theater anymore by the time she reached high school. She had her heart ripped out instead of being able to hone the hobby. This makes me so angry. I don't know if I've ever been so angry on Shoujo Sunday, but like, oh my God, the stifling of this young child's dreams infuriates me. Yeah, I just think they should do more to reinforce her 
you know. Yeah. I think she would have been better at it if they le- allowed her to do the college play. And I mean, it's good for public speaking and you don't always have to be good at math. And if these people are just talking about the fact that you go from middle school to high school to just giving birth, then why not let her be good at fucking good plays? Right. If she's going to have all that free time before she's a mom or whatever, like, I don't know, like, let her have some fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if she's good, she could carve out a career. Like, everybody calm down. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But I think that's it for Only Yesterday. It is. It is. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I mean, if we could do final thoughts, but it all just wraps up into this film being a wonderful piece of art that moved me so deeply, made me recount so many things of my own past, and gave me a really good cry. <laughs> yeah, it just made me feel so many things, and I, I'm glad that we were able to experience this together and, mm-hmm. you know, just... Do what you can to keep your inner child alive and happy, y'all. Yeah, that is so important. I think it's vital and essential to be in touch with your inner child and your free spirit and to just let yourself be you and have that be okay and enough because it is. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, that was episode 50 of Shoujo Sunday. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. This is a very special episode. If you would like to keep up with us during the week, you can join our Discord server. The link is in our bio across social media, which you can follow at Shoujo Sunday across all platforms, including Threads and Blue Sky. So you can find us literally everywhere. And if you would like to keep up with us individually, I am Gianna Luna. You can follow me at Gianna underscore luna underscore across socials and you can stream my debut single twilight champagne everywhere and if you would like to buy it you can donate with your download on Bandcamp if you're feeling inclined. How about you, Chica? Yeah, you guys can find me at Chica Supreme. That's Chica with a K and not two C's. We are on, I mean, both Gianna and I are on Blue Sky. Yeah. Twitter, if it's still around, uh, Instagram, TikTok. But yeah, thank you guys. Yeah. And you can also join our Patreon. We're doing a lot of cool stuff on our Patreon. There's also some free goodies with some of our tiers if you sign up. So I want to just take this opportunity to give a little shout out to our patrons. For our Sprinkles patrons, we have Akemi, Pete, and PJ. For our Whipped Cream patrons, we have Mary and Mark M. And for our Hot Fudge patrons, we have Mackenzie. Aaron, AJ, and Mark D. Thank you so, so much for being our patrons. Yeah, thank you. And with that, we will see you in February with something brand new. We will see you then. Bye. Bye.